Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! His buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. everybody happy friday to you it is february 23rd 2024 that's a bummer we're not going to get the old 224 24 day on the radio that'll that'll be your saturday and we'll talk about it welcome in kentucky roll call on big exports radio tj walker nick roush justin kalen here on your friday morning we made it to the weekend everybody just a a work day in between us and a couple days off Hope you're having a great start to your day. It was really foggy this morning. Scooch, you probably had to deal with some of that coming on in to the studio, but uh, feels solid outside. Going to get to be warmer today. I don't think it's going to be all the the rain that we had yesterday. So hope you're having a great start to your morning. And thanks for listening to Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here for the next two hours to get you ready for that weekend, to get you ready for the Cats and Alabama big game tomorrow. Nick Roush has been talking a lot on the radio on over the last uh, 36 hours or so. Roush, how are you doing? What I'm talking. A little less conversation, a little more action. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing. I got a little, I was a little whooped yesterday. That happens. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good night. Kids were uh, um, on their P's and Q's, weren't too crazy, and uh, got to watch uh, some more John Adams. So that's pretty awesome, and uh, yeah. Sounds like a, a great Thursday night. Scoots, how are you? I am good, and you're right. The fog was pretty crazy this morning. I think when I left my house, visibility was, I'd say, probably less than a quarter of a mile. I mean, it was it was pretty nuts. But as always, and I don't know why this is always the case, the second I cross over that bridge, Kentucky is clear as day. Every time there's fog when I leave my house, there's never fog in India or in Kentucky. Although there now, was there was a little bit of fog when I got near the station, but so that crazy. was part of Andy Bashir's transparency program. <laughs> Good Remove one. all the fog from from the state. You want to be able to see what's going on. Yeah, it's good to see that it's working. Yeah, Roush filled in for Mike Rutherford yesterday for for three hours. He had scoots with him. As well, I was able to to tune in for a bit. Rash, I'm not sure I appreciated the way you started the show saying, I've never done this before and ever in the history of my radio career. I prepared. Yeah. 
that that was a little offensive to me how how so because we've been doing radio for over five years you're telling that you haven't prepared no i'm mentally prepared i actually wrote things down this time because essentially what happens is you get to like hour two and a half and i'm like okay well all of the I've, I've mentally checked all my notes. Where, what did I got left over here? So that's really the, the big difference is I just I just wrote some things down. Uh, the only thing I didn't use was just a one-minute clip of Jim Boeheim talking about how somebody thought he was Bernie Sanders once. And I was like, if you're if you're playing Jim Boeheim clips of him thinking, ta- telling a story about the time somebody thought he was Bernie Sanders, you're, you're really desperate for content. I did not get that desperate. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it ended up being a, a well, good Phil- time. Feel free to prepare for this show, write things down, whatever whatever floats your boat. You're more than welcome to. Oh, it's all it's all mental up in this 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 noggin up here. Um hey, think it'd be a lot of content. Our guy Roman, his uh Kyrie Irving bet hit. I didn't bet it, but it hit. He yeah, he hit his Kyrie Irving bet, he hit his Boston Celtics uh spread bet. And I didn't see the Curry. I, I need to check on that. I meant to look at that this morning. He also had Curry over five and a half assists. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that kid knows his NBA. Yeah, he, uh, we've got so many gunning for Scoots' job, TJ. So yeah, the, the, I've heard a lot about this Roman fella. I haven't haven't met him myself, I don't believe, but he he's been helping out. We're gonna be hearing from him. I, I think I'm filling in for Rutherford on Tuesday. I think he's going to be helping out on Tuesday then, so may get to to meet this Roman character. He's with the architect himself today, so I, I'm going to have to tune in to listen to some of that. Um, I got a question for you, TJ. Did you did you did you get the hair trimmed up a little bit? You got a naked face. Face is naked. No, the hair is still very long, too long. Okay, but, but the, the face the, is naked. The, the beard is gone. I was sick of UK losing basketball games. Had to mix something up. So okay. got to. By the way, Roush, Steph Curry had eight assists, so he went three for three on his NBA bets yesterday. Crazy. All over it. This Roman kid's a wizard. Come on. He also bet the Wizards. (laughs) It is uh, very funny, though, TJ, because, like, you just shaved your face, but I was like, something's different with your hair. I'm glad my wife doesn't get her hair done often because that would be the gist of me. Like, all right, something's different about you. Tell me. Like, because I'm – very bad with some small details. I don't know if that's a man thing or if that's a me thing, but my wife once upon a time would like, if I went out of town for a football game for a weekend or, you know, something work related, she would fix something around the house and then play a game with her friends to see how long it would take for me to notice. Um, and one time it was a solid two weeks before I saw somebody at the track and they were like, so do you ever found out your wife did the handrail? I'm like, Wait, what? He's like, yeah, she sent me a snap, said you never notice it. So that that's that's our relationship in a nutshell. You're you're the my wife and I'm your Brooke because that I'll, I'll do stuff around the house. And like it, it, no joke, an exact example of that. When we took down all the, the Christmas stuff and I was putting up back the normal stuff, I always like that because since Halloween, I basically had my from September to January our house has just a different assortment of decorations. So our normal stuff is kind of put away. So when it's time to bring the normal stuff back out, I usually always switch it up, like where pictures are, you know, for this year, the pictures, this picture, the wedding pictures are going to be over here, but the next year they could be over there. And this year I got kind of really weird with it. I I moved around a bunch of like fake plants and I 
move some like signs, you know, just the corny little target signs you have around the love more, love forever, stuff like that, that you have all around the house. So, but I, I did this like a range of the fake plants and made this thing right at our foyer when you exit out of the house. It's, it's, I thought it looked kind of good. I don't know. I just kind of wanted to put it together to see how it looked. And I'm lazy, so it's been that way now for two months. It's It's been the same way. The wife noticed it like two days ago. <laughs> She's like, oh, look at those plants. When did you do that? I forget exactly. Like, I think I had cleaned up or something. And I was like, you know, I pulled an old scooch with Gil. I think I was like, you notice anything about the house? And she was like, well, it looks cleaner. Oh, I like what you did with the foyer. That looks really good. And I was like, no, that's not what I, I did. That you, you didn't notice that? I was like, I did that two months ago. You didn't notice that? I was like, every time you went and opened the front door, you did not see all of this. And she was like, no, I guess I missed it. Um, so I, I can relate. It is a, a, a kind of fun game to play just to see when people are going to figure stuff out. What? Uh, and speaking of that also, the the wife, she does get her hair done all the time. Um, and it takes hours when she does it. So you're you're lucky you don't have that in your life. Yeah, I, uh, my neighbor, she had her hair done. Uh, like it was, we had a nice little neighbor powwow. We have a, a new, there's a new person on the block. He's got a five-year-old. So like we were basically having, um, all the kids were just like playing outside. And I was like, man, your hair is cool. You didn't do that, did you? Because it was like a really intricate braid and stuff. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. This was two hours. Somebody else did it. And it's like, man, that, I can't imagine having somebody touch my head for two hours and like fix my hair. It takes eight minutes to shave my head. <laughs> it's just wild concept. Hey, I didn't ask you though. How was your, how was your Thursday? Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, it was good. Throwbacky. It was very throwbacky. I had to had to work out in the rain, which was not as enjoyable. No, nobody stood me up though, so that was nice. And then this it was one of those like put the kid down, put yourself down uh, after mm-hmm. a really late Wednesday night and doing this radio show as early as we do it. I think I was probably asleep by like 8.30-ish or 9 maybe at the absolute latest. It was a very, very early bedtime. And then woke up at uh, 5 a.m. ready to rock and roll. So I've been up yeah. in, in John Adams. Oh, love it. Dude, that show really is like one of the better things I've ever seen. I just I can't believe it didn't. It wasn't a bigger – I guess that was early social media, so you wouldn't have even heard about it then. But, uh, yeah, it, it freaking rocks. They just wrote the Declaration of Independence. No big deal. wow yeah but very just very well done very great so um that's that's exciting thing i got uh the in-laws are coming in this weekend so i don't think i'm gonna get to watch one tonight um fish fry night it is fish fry night i'm working out at st paul so you can come see about it wow you don't have to worry you don't have to worry about getting hair in your food either with roush serving you your fish no that is not going to be an issue scoots no meat today buddy okay yep i got you I'm gonna right, have keep up. I went. You know what? You know what I'm gonna do for lunch? I went to a restaurant last night with some friends. It was a pretty fancy restaurant. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. Had a nice steak, some oysters. It was it's good stuff. But I thought I wanted dessert. Right? Everybody else was ordering dessert, and their their dessert menu looked so phenomenal. They had a Nutella chocolate cake on the dessert menu, 
And I was like, man, that just, that sounds way too good to pass up. So I was like, I told the server, I was like, yeah, I'll take one of those, but make it to go. And I did the thing at the restaurant where I snuck a couple bites of it before I uh, closed the box lid. And my gosh, it was out of this world. So yeah, that's what I'm going to eat for lunch today. And it's going to be awesome. Uh, that, that sounds a bit rich. Was it, it not? It was pretty rich. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's one of those things I'm going to have to stop and get like a half gallon of milk on my way home to, to go with it. It's, it's pretty rich, but man, it's tasty. It had like some walnuts on it. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Walnuts make you go nuts. That's right. Well, good for you, Scoots. And you, it may have been foggy outside, but your brain clear from no alcohol for over a week now. Yeah. It's been like nine days. Nine whole days. Yeah, I feel great. I I, I drank probably, I I had to have drank north of 100 ounces of water yesterday. It was crazy. I was was chugging some water. (laughs) Well, take take it easy on the water. But that's great. That's great to hear, Scoots. Uh, I, I think my normal dry January and February, which has been moist this go around, uh, I, I think in Cincy this weekend, Roush, I'll be, I'll probably have a couple beers. Yeah, as you should. You're and it's, la- it's the last right. weekend of February. You know, we're basically already to March. I I, I, I did it. I basically did it. Yeah. This is easily the, the weakest January, February sober hiatus I've ever had. I think it's been two drinking occasions during that, but, but whatever. Um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to get out of town. Exactly. Well said, Roush. Point taken. Excited to get out of town today. Heading to Cincinnati. Just wanted a weekend away with the wife and kid before baby number two came. And this, with timing and everything happening, this was this was really the best we could do. But we're excited about it. Not excited about the weather tomorrow. We really are getting hosed here. Uh, beautiful pretty much most of the week. It was rainy yesterday, obviously. But in February, if you get highs in the 50s, low 60s, you can't complain in the slightest. That's awesome. Right. It's and, incredible. And you really can't complain, you know, if the weather's in like the 40s in February, because we know the alternative could be the tens and the teens and below freezing, you know, below zero and stuff like that. But 55 today, like 60 today, 55 on Sunday, 60 on Sunday, and then a random high of like 36 tomorrow, Roush. How the heck am I supposed to go to the zoo with a high of 36 tomorrow? You, You answer that. You tell that to my daughter. That um, we we contemplated taking the nephews to the zoo, and that where it's a similar situation. Where it's like, yeah, the, the one day, the Saturday, it's 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 not not built for the zoo. So we were like, all right, no big deal. We'll flip. We were going to go to the aquarium on Sunday. We'll do the aquarium Saturday, and we'll go to the zoo briefly on on Sunday before getting out of town. The zoo briefly. Nobody's ever really said that, but. All the Aquarian times on Saturday are all booked up because everybody had the same idea, understandably so. So we're out in the cold, metaphorically and potentially literally, with our Cincinnati trip because we don't really want to go to the zoo when it's 35 degrees and potentially snowing. Although there is a little part of me that's like, we'd probably have the place to ourselves. I've heard they've got a good indoor area at the zoo. We could just throw on a million pieces of clothing and blankets and wagons and stuff like that. Maybe we could make it work. Although I think it's a really dumb idea and it's not going to happen, but it has crossed my mind. If it's, if it's sunny, then and not windy, then yes, it'll feel more like mid forties and you could probably do it. 
But the problem is, though, is it's not like you're bundling up an infant and they're just bundled up sitting there. Problem is, Lucy's going to want to get out and get about, and then 30 minutes in, you're, you're toast. Yeah, but maybe that's a good thing, running around, body heat, having fun, not worrying about it being cold. I'd probably be more concerned about the eight month than I the seven, eight month pregnant woman having to do that and walk around. I mean, I'm not a parent, but I would I wouldn't let the weather scare me. I mean, like you said, TJ, you can bundle up. It's it's not gonna be overcrowded. And when you all go inside to the inside exhibits, it's gonna make you appreciate those even more. So I, I say you don't get scared of it. Go to the zoo, live it up, go see Fiona, say hi for me, and call today. Pay our tributes to Harambe? No. Was that oh. was he from the Cincinnati Zoo? No. Yeah. Was he from the Cincinnati was he? Zoo? Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember Harambe, but I don't remember what zoo he was with. That's hilarious. So are yeah, you you're anti you wanted Harambe to die? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't I don't know the whole Harambe. I don't know the whole Harambe backstory, so I'm not gonna say anything before PETA comes after me. Well, that's another thing. If we don't go to the the zoo which primates are going to babysit Lucy? Just TJ's. <laughs> That's what happened, Scoots. A kid very innocently wandered into the gorilla pit, was hanging out with Harambe. They were shooting some dice, playing a little Texas Hold'em, and boom, they killed him. That's right, yeah. They killed him. Because they and, were worried uh, that he was going to kill the kid. Well, they were worried more that some of his vices could rub off on the kid, first and foremost. <laughs> Didn't know Harambe was so nefarious. So if there's anything you think that a family uh, can do in Cincinnati, the aquarium's all booked up. The Children's Museum, we have heard, is really good, but we've heard that that will be a zoo. And then the actual zoo may be a little too cold. So if you've got any ideas... Ooh. The Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. She might be a little uh, – I don't know how much it will entertain her, but I really enjoyed it. It's called the Entertainment Station, and I know I've talked about it here before, but it's just like an entire warehouse of a model train setup. Um, it's really cool. Now, I don't know how like – it's, it's not the longest activity, but it's indoors – and yeah, I, I I just worry she might not be old enough to just be like, oh, that's like just choo choo. But like, it's pretty elaborate the enormous setup they have out there, and it's probably it's on the north end of town. It's not too far outside of downtown. So, Scoots, I'm worried the big train may have gotten to Roush because the next time <laughs> he doesn't bring up train entertainment on a vacation will be the first time. <laughs> Entertainment, get it right. <laughs> what was the last? Uh, tra- I guess. I- no, just when you went to the train museum, I just, I don't let you, I, you know, I bring that up frequently. Well, that's what this is. The, 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 but you went to another one in like Memphis or something, or I feel like you've been to multiple train museums, no, which may be two. This is the one. This is the one, baby. This is the only you didn't, one. You didn't go to one down in Alabama or something? I swear you no. went to a train museum in Alabama. Yeah, I thought dad. so too. Well, the children's museum in Indy has a big ass locomotive. Maybe I talked about the train there. You did actually talk about that train too. Yeah. Roush loves trains. Who, who knew? Just, <laughs> big train guy. So, but do you think a two-year-old girl would like the entrain the entrainment? That, Sounds like entrapment. That's the the part where like might be amused for a little bit. I, I feel like that's a. Um, all right, we're we're getting a little desperate here. We'll we'll do that. 
if you're that worried. Because there's also a, a Baven Dusters nearby too, so you can get a, you can double dip. I also thought about that. Like worst case scenario, if we try the the kids museum and it's just absolutely packed, we'll go play games at a at a Bave and Dusters, and we'll figure mm-hmm. it out and we'll make it happen. But it'll be fun. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the Thornton's text line really more than anything. Well, more than that, I'm excited about myself going to a Thornton's, getting delicious breakfast sandwiches, getting if you're looking for just a pre made salad for your day, you didn't have time to to whip something up this morning. They'll got they they will have you covered at Thornton's with all the goodies inside the store and the best gasoline outside the store. And you'll save money on all of it if you're a Refresher Rewards member. Download that app today. It'll tell you gas nearest to you, the prices. So you, oh, that looks a little too expensive. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll fill up closer to work. Um, I, I do that when I'm out on the road. You can see sometimes 20 to 25 cent price differences. But that, that Thornton's app, they'll get you covered. Thornton's has you covered. The Thornton's text line, you have us covered. And we're going to read some here. The grab and goes. A texter says, it's as foggy as Scooby-Doo episode today. Oh, man. Duke is uh, becoming a Scooby-Doo fan. I was, I was, that was what I had to leave behind was he, um, I don't know how he discovered it. We have one of those um, smart TVs that gives you just like, Click on me, free thing to watch. And the OG Scooby-Doo is on there, and he's a big fan. So I I was jamming to the Scooby-Doo theme song, and it was just uh, getting started whenever I, I got out the door. So, hey, there, there are much worse things to watch out there than the OG Scooby-Doo. The, speaking of smart TVs, we've got to – I have to have a conversation with Mr. Roku because I – it's convenient when you turn on your smart TV and it's like the last thing you watched on Disney plus or HBO max or what, you know, it's at the bottom and, but it shows like what you were watching or it shows like the name of the show or the movie. And we can't turn on the TV without my daughter seeing Anna or Elsa from frozen. And it's just like, or a cat from like the Aristocats or something. And she'll instantly just be like, Anna, Elsa frozen. Can Lucy yeah. watch? And it's just like, eh, no. But it's every time. So I wish we could change that. <sighs> Mr. Roku. Come on, Mr. Roku. Unintended mm. consequences. Those little things, they add up. Uh, John texts into the show as he does every morning. John here. Happy TGIF Friday morning to all. You too, buddy. The Batcats are back in action starting today. I'm hopeful for a winning weekend for the Cats in both baseball and basketball. I'm willing to put some cash on both programs to be victorious this weekend. Hey, KRC crew, please give me some type of good news or hope. We'll see Trey Mitchell play. Well, you all have a great weekend. Got to go talk to you later. You have a great weekend, John, and we'll also talk to you later. I I was kind of thinking, based on Cal's comments from his show on Monday, that you could see Trey Mitchell this Saturday. I guess they'll speak with the media today, and we may have a better idea about that. I, I would hope that he was able to play, but did you see that Alabama will be a little shorthanded? Yeah, the guy who um, gave a flying elbow fist to... Uh, Mohamed Wagu. Yeah, he, he did... Uh, it's one. It was one of those plays that I could see myself doing back in the day, where like you're trying to, you're trying to give him a little something extra, but then you give him even more than you intended, because uh, he just like punched the dude in the back of the head. 
uh, it was it was that Florida player. He he was worse for the wear there. Worse for the Kevin wear. He got like a knee to the back of the head, and then he gets that elbow to the front of the head. The knee was what it was. The elbow or the fist much more intentional. So yeah, he'll be suspended. Not necessarily a huge loss for for Alabama. He is a role player, averaging four points and three rebounds per game. So. We'll be a little shorthanded, but John, I'm with you. I would love to see Trey Mitchell play and the Caps be at full strength again. And I would just love it from the narrative aspect of it, Roush. UK, full strength, potentially beats, you know, a top 15 Alabama team, the first place team in the SEC. And then we can keep having fun with that narrative of undefeated at full strength. Uh oh, this team. I know at least I'll have fun with it if nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alabama, too. They're, um, Starting guard, uh, right cell. He missed the Florida game with a head injury. NATO said he's day to day, and he's their, their second best three point shooter. So take him out of the equation. Uh, that would make me happy. Uh, but we'll, we probably won't know one way or another with either him or Mitchell until 30 minutes before game time. That's typically, when that stuff comes out. Yeah, you'll, I mean, usually a little bit before that when there's shoot-arounds, and if they're not out there, then usually that's kind of your sign. But, yeah, we'll right, right. most likely won't have a, a better idea until around 2 o'clock on Saturday or somewhere in that in that ballpark. But it'd be great to have them. Cats could use them. Cats could desperately, desperately use a win just to take off some of the pain from the loss on, on Wednesday. And Roush, the reaction on Thursday – we, we didn't really get to react of the reaction. We did the post-game show immediately after the game, and then our radio shows the leadoff after a late-night game. But, yeah, people people weren't happy with John Calipari. We, we nailed that one. That one we got right. We could see that one coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, um, I was fascinated by how the, it, like the takes kind of evolved over the day from – the I'm angry about the game until I'm not the the big picture concern. And I think the biggest one that everybody was like, well, like if this team is so inconsistent, how are they going to win four in a row? How, how are they going to do that? How are they going to get to a final four? And that I think is the fairest one instead of just like the immediately like, Cal, he's done. He's over with, you know, like that, that logical next step in saying, Hey, this this team's pretty inconsistent. So like how how much are we going to be able to rely on them? I don't think they've had they've won more than two straight in twenty four. No, won three straight since December. The, the Illinois State game starts the three game their last three game win streak, and I think that was in December. And then uh, the Florida Missouri SEC games that that made the three game win streak. But no, it, it, it's it's been too long. Yeah, and and that's a fair it's a fair concern. What I would, would I, if I'm UK, the way I would look at it is you just got to basically, I mean, you take it one game at a time, obviously, in the tournament. But look at those little two-game stretches, two-game little semifinal tournaments. The first one is to get you to the Sweet 16. The Sweet 16 is to get you to the Final Four. The Final Four is to get you to the National Championship. Uh, if you look at it that way, I think this team can, in a span of three days, win two games in a row. But you're right. When you look at it, the larger sample size, can they play – consistently enough can they do the little things in all these games that you have to do in the NCAA tournament 
And uh, we haven't probably seen enough of that to feel confident in that. And that's, and that's totally fair. So I also saw a little bit of the reaction for UK fans, obviously the same media folks, rheumatic Calipari, blah, 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 blah. But I also saw some people say, all right, enough time has passed. That loss stunk. You need to win those games. But Kentucky seems to be close to really knocking on the door. And Ball Talk 365 on Twitter, five of eight Kentucky losses have come by five points or fewer. Kentucky has had leads of 14, 6, 10, and 15 in four of those five games. I mean, that's just unacceptable. Double-digit leads in three of those losses. Two of the losses were in overtime. He says this team is literally a few blown leads and 50 balls and 50 50 balls away from being a two seed if you think about it. And Luckett had uh, he he had a similar he had a similar post saying this team really is having a solid season if you just took away the home losses. Two weeks Gonzaga and Florida. And he's right about that. Uh, he, yeah. I mean, he is. Um, and that's that's why I think you'd be kind of silly to totally give up on on all of this. Uh, the luck at tweet said, as we stay as we stated in the moment, the UNC loss is terrible. Pulling defeat from the jaws of victory against Florida and Gonzaga loom large. It's totally true. Like the close road losses at A and M and LSU. Those happen to every team. Arizona lost at home last night to Washington State, although Washington State is ranked. Um, you, you had a little bit of a stinker on the road against South Carolina. You can live with those things. It's just not taking care of business at home, I think, is the larger concerning issue of this. But, Roush, when you don't have a, a full roster, it's different people in and out every night, you're going to be a little bit more inconsistent with maybe some of those home games. So, I, and Brandon Ramsey, had he's been all over it, that he thinks this team's close to breaking through. I fall in line with more of that line of thinking. You can call me a butt slapper or whatever you want. I also think this team's close. Now, they're going to be coming out of a seed that we don't want them to, but Roush, that loss on Wednesday, while bad, I really don't think it's the end of the world. Yes and no. Um, like I, I just... I think that LSU team just is not very good, and that's frustrating. And the point that I made yesterday that on uh, Rutherford's show is just that I I don't know how much of their their late game issues like are we are we confident that they're learning from their lessons or not? <laughs> that that's really where I'm at because for whatever reason. In that, in that 2011 team, which I think shares a lot more similarities to this team than the 14 team that people often want to do, that one, I, I it, it felt like they were just knocking on that door time and time again, and like either the shots weren't falling, they were getting good looks, or the other team would do something crazy. Do, do we feel better about it? I mean, Rob did hit the shot this time. Uh, it was just a stupid 50-50 loose ball at LSU. And I, I guess that's just where I'm at is, Maybe in life I'm a little bit more cynical now than I was when I was 20 watching that team, and I was just uh, eternally optimistic. But I think it all goes back to what Luckett said. Those losses in 2011 were on the road, so you were like, well, it's on the road. They, they lost close games at home, and you – you shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, and you can you can make this case as well. And we're going to head to our first break here momentarily. But that they're doing these stupid things. They're they're not finding a way to be consistent enough. They haven't learned from some of their silly mistakes, and they're still 
a bucket here away from being a two seed. I mean, it's true if you look at it that way. They're they're doing all these frustrating things and losing in frustrating fashion, and we can pinpoint it all. If you fix it, if you do figure it out, what does it look like? What does it turn into? Dillingham, he's posted on Instagram at five in the morning talking about how you know the, the losses don't sit well with them and, and stuff like that. You, you just hope it does click, and you hope that it does click at the right time. They are close, but we're sick of being – like, it's Kentucky basketball. We're sick of being close. We want to be in a position to be a one seed. We want to have a dominant regular season. But we've always had our eyes on March. We just wanted a, a fun regular season to hold our hand to get there. But mm-hmm. it, it was always going to come down to what happened in March anyways. It always has, always would. We could have an amazing regular season, and if the March result wasn't great – it wouldn't matter. People, all of the anger and animosity would be saved for then. Well, this regular season has been bumpier, and I don't like it, and that hasn't been as fun as we thought it should be. And I've got some issues, and I'll get to those as the show goes on. But it's always going to come down to March anyways. Yeah. And I still weirdly feel optimistic. I probably shouldn't, but I weirdly do. I can't help how I feel. I think this team's got – got some noise they're gonna make some noise they got a run in them maybe it's just the sec tournament maybe that's what i'm maybe that's ends up being the run this team makes but they've got a lot of good moments left in them i just i feel it they're too talented not to do it you feel it in in your bowels sure yeah yeah feel it in the plums let's take our first break we'll come back We'll finish up the grab-and-go textures. Hey, you like get, dim apples. We can get to some of the podcast textures. We'll talk about the Batcats. We'll talk more basketball. We'll just have a good time on Kentucky Roll Call on your Friday morning. Back after this. Laid back. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 on the FM, 1450 on the AM. Uh, Impressive with the signal lately and all the surrounding counties that I've been in. Been able to hear. Sometimes it's mixed in with some like Hispanic music, but that, that I think that adds a little fun flavor to our to our radio show. Oh, no doubt. No so, doubt. So uh, check out those those stations. If one's not as good as the other one, just flip it to the other side of the radio. And then we stream in a million different places, podcasts in a million different places. If you're ever having issues finding us, just reach out or listening to us. If something's not working, we like to know. So let us know. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and then separately on the old tweeter. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Big, big basketball weekend for UK. A win against Alabama. You can exhale and still kind of set your sights out on a strong finish, a loss, and then ooh, you things, things, things wouldn't be so good. So we'll talk more about it as the show goes on. Do we want to finish the grab-and-go texters here this Let's morning? Okay. 
Are you all concerned about this team playing up or down to the competition? Seems like they lock in for the big games, and then some of those midweek games, they're kind of playing with their food. Have a good day. Yeah, I mean, uh, anything that could be undisciplined with this team, I'm worried about. How do I put this? Like, yes, I am, but no, I'm not, in that, like, I kind of expect it now because that's that's very human of them and immature of them, and this is a pretty immature team. It's mostly freshmen who we're asking to do a lot. So uh, I'm more so um, – for, 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 like, if you look at the LSU game, really it just came down to you didn't get much out of anything other than two guys during two different stretches. So, And I, I guess to do the arrow, he played pretty, pretty damn good too. Um, it's more of just like the – can we can we not be a little bit more steady eddie um and here i am talking in circles again because tj i am with you and that i don't like i would ideally not be crazy and like i i don't want to be the crazy guy but at the same time i also feel like i if uh, being too content after losses is also crazy like i don't want to okay you know like this is okay but your overall point, though, and Jack, he wrote about it last night, like, none of this was really going to matter unless they were, like, a two-loss team that just absolutely dominated. Even then, there might be more pressure to perform in March. So, really, that's that's all of what this comes down to, and I think we're just getting a little antsy in our pantsies because it's it's getting close, and here's, the, here's when we're going to know, like, what, what actually is this team? And, that, and, that, and there is some, like, truth to it that we that's where we're at and not that tomorrow doesn't matter i mean it matters in a huge way it's a kentucky basketball game it's a ranked the 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 first place teams coming into your gym It, it does matter you still want to try to get the best seed that you can but it's true it's true if there's a five next to uk's name is do we have different expectations than if it's a four if it's a six do we have different expectations than if if it's a seven and I know there's people listening and being like, well, if it's a seven versus a four, I'll probably think that they're going to be going home a little bit earlier. So it does matter. Maybe, but you're to accomplish what we want this UK team to accomplish, you're going to have to beat good teams. And maybe you're going to have to beat a good team in the second round versus where you were hoping to have to wait until just the third round to beat a really good team. Yes, there's benefits to being a higher seed. There's a lot of data and statistics that would back that up. But it ain't going to happen. Like, Kentucky's not going to be a one seed. They're not going to be a two seed. I would say that their ceiling probably would be a three if they were to maybe just lose one more game the rest. Now, nah, you'd probably still need to win out to be able would you to. say it's the roof? The ceiling is the roof, yeah. I, would, I would say. But that's where we're at with this team is show up, put up in March. I don't care at what spot it's coming after. I'm going to want for a more favorable draw. But, Roush, there's been years where we felt like Kentucky had a great draw and it either ended up not mattering or you just you had a bad game and you got upset. And then there's years where UK, we felt like they're in the death bracket and it's easily the toughest region. But, you know, and then sometimes that those regions have gone to chalk. And then other times Kentucky's played Cornell in the Sweet 16, which, you know, most years you would you would take as a gift. Um, so you, you never know how the bracket's all going to unfold. There's been more recently years where we thought UK's bracket looked good, 
and it didn't matter because UK lost early. There's been years where we thought UK was in the toughest region, and then there's just been upset city where you just have to beat Kansas freaking state and sister Jean to get to the final four. So it can go a million different ways. The long and short of what I'm ranting about or rambling about better off is that's all that matters. What you're going to do in March now is all that matters. Yep. Yep. And, um, it, uh, to, to it, answer it, this, it could be a mess. It could be a mess. To answer this person's text, yeah, I think that they play up and down to their competition. I don't. I, I just like, and I think basketball IQ is an issue. I, I I think like when you're looking at them in the eyes and you're telling them what to do, they're gonna they're gonna do their best to listen. But once just like the, it's it's like you're in driver class, Roush, trying to get your license and. They do, at least for me, they took me out on a real road and, you know, I had to make, I had to like stop at a stop sign and then I had to like make a turn and then I was back in the parking lot. Um, but, you know, they you show what you can do. You're putting on for your teacher that you can, so you can get a pass. In this instance, they're listening to their coaches so they can get more playing time. But then once you're out on the real road, what that teacher told you, you, you better hope to remember it, but you're on your own. And once Kentucky gets out of there on the floor, they can remember what the coaches told them in the huddle, but you're out on your own and you need to do it. But if you go back and you watch that final possession and there was no timeout leading into this, but what in the world is you going to doing at any point in that entire possession? It's, it's, it's uh, absurd. He just stands in the same spot and does nothing. And like, I read, read is it, like, he's kind of ball watching, but like, I think some of what he's doing is trying not to foul. I think that there's a little apprehension there. But you're gonna. I just. I have no idea what he's doing there. Like he just. He just kind of stands, just in no man's land. For at first, he's he's standing out on the perimeter for Baker to not be able to just have a wide open three, which that guy can knock down wide open three. So initially, I get kind of why he is at arm's length there. That that's a saw. It's decent help defense position at first. But then once it's pretty clear that like the shot's been blocked and things are up, he is literally watching the game as if he would could be six feet over on LSU's bench with those plays. He's just watching. He's just watching like anybody else. And honestly, Dillingham is an issue there as well. I mentioned it a couple times yesterday. He is so gifted offensively. That and one splitting those two defenders and, and getting fouled and spinning that ball in, like, holy smokes, you all. That is such a special basketball play that you've got to be a really, really good player to make. And it was in crunch time, and UK had to have it, and he went and he did it. And he's, he's so gifted on that end of the floor. But he is horrible defensively. And when he's posting those Instagram things at late, late at night, Roush, it is just like, Dillingham, you want this team to be better? You want this team to seriously take a huge step in a different direction? You commit to the defensive end and stop doing this goofy stuff, which I think part of it is, Roush, he's just not a great defender. And I don't think he's been taught or coached to be a great defender throughout his career. I'm sure UK's trying their best, but maybe they can only do so much, and maybe Kentucky's responsible for some of his shortcomings on that end of the floor. But if you want Kentucky to be better, Dillingham, you can make you can you can go a long way if you just start defending five percent better, ten percent better. And then the basketball IQ stuff, Uganda's just gonna get out of position. If he ain't blocking shots, <laughs> then he's he may be a liability. There's a decent chance that he will be. 
That's why you need to get Trey Mitchell back, and you really can. And, and not that a do won't make some mistakes. He will. But you get Trey back, and then if you're not having a good Uganda game, Roush, you're set. You're okay. You, you, you'd be all right with Trey and a do there. But, yeah, I'm uh, – I, li- I like this team, but they're, we know where the issues are now. I was doing an appraisal, and the guy had a pool, and I guess he had a hole in something, and you do, like, bubbles, and where the bubbles get, like, sucked up or shoot out or something like that, that's where you know the hole is. Okay, Um, yeah, yeah. And supposedly it's, like, a lot – it's a process, but it will 100% show you – like, because you know, water and gravity and right. nature and it's stuff 100% like that. It's efficacy rate, but it's a pain in the ass to do. Correct. For much of the season, you know, defense is an issue. Well, that's an issue. Well, you need that. We know, like, we know now. We know where UK is going to lose games. We know where the hole is in the liner. We know what the issue is. The question is will UK be healthy enough where that issue may not be as big as an issue? But more importantly, on the 50-50 balls, are they ready to just stop doing it? And have you not, have you are you sick of losing? They they weren't on Wednesday, Roush. Well, very avoidable. And it gets back to that texture's point. Like if you want to have some faith that they'll do it in March, those are all big games. I don't I don't. There's not any like yeah walking. It's it's the freaking NCAA tournament. Um, which also TJ, were you there yesterday to hear Scoots talking about like how grateful we should be as Kentucky fans? Yeah, I heard it. It was that, disgusting. That was, that was an embarrassing take. Really was. My my whole point of that was we were we were on a Louisville show. So you you were dealing with me, an Indiana fan, and Roman, a Louisville fan, and a bunch of people tuning in that are expecting to hear Louisville sports talk. So that that's why I just felt like the need to throw that in. Because I mean it is true. You all you all have it great. And I know it's not living up to Kentucky standards, but you all have it so good. And I just I don't. There's so many times where I don't even know that you all even realize it. So that that was no, just my but, only point. Yeah, but no, but excuse, we should all have it this good. There should never Kentucky, Indiana, the, and Louisville should be in ninety nine percent of all NCAA tournaments played. Yeah, but even back when it was all good between Louisville and Indiana, Indiana and Louisville, I mean, rarely getting those top one, two, three seeds like Kentucky's getting almost every single year. Kentucky has not been a – they've been a two-seed once in the last five. But nevertheless, Scoots. You know what I mean. Very, I know, but you were, you were really embarrassing there, Scooter. You should huh? have a little bit more pride about it. You, you all want me to have takes? I have a take and you hate it. So, suck it. Yeah, your your take is embarrassing. Like, Indiana, you should, you should demand more from your program. Yeah, I have, Roush, but what – I mean, I'm only one guy. What can I do? I, I do want more. You, you're acting like I don't want more from my program. I want more from my program. This is unacceptable. Yes. And if I'm a Louisville fan, I'm in the same boat. Unacceptable. Yes, I want more. Yes, I want to be on that Kentucky level. Lucy, so, where, that's, we, that's Lucy, where, Lucy where are we going this weekend? Where are we going? Yeah, we're going to Cincinnati. Can you say go Cats? And can you say it's all right, Scoots? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Lucy. <laughs> yeah, you may you may need to dump that. Uh, we need to go to hour two. She's excited um, for Cincinnati. We're excited for UK Alabama tomorrow. Yep, we got some uh, bad cats action this weekend, and uh, 
a big change to the recruiting calendar. Big change to the recruiting calendar, and we need to talk about that video game everybody's talking about. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call, coming up next. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Friday edition of the show. The Batcats get things going at 3 o'clock today. They're once again, well, I shouldn't say once again on the road because they were just at home, but they're going to be playing plenty of road games just to get away from Kentucky winter weather, which makes sense. But this is a unique weekend because they'll have three unique opponents. It's not a series. It's three different teams each and every day. Washington State today. Texas State on Saturday, and then Kansas on Sunday. I'm pretty sure I have that order correct, but uh, good opportunity for for the Batcats this weekend, and we'll talk a little bit more about those games as as the show goes on today. That, that's got to be more fun. I would the Round Rock Classic. Just to play different teams each day, so enjoy it. And the teams that have uh, won this event have gone on usually to be really good teams, including LSU last year, who went on to be the national champion. So this is a good event that has featured good teams. The teams that have won it have gone on to to do good things in the postseason. So hopefully Kentucky can can do that as well. I mean, it's Washington a, State. To, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, it's a four and zero. Each team's four and zero in this game today. So today might be the toughest test. Yeah, I think, you know, surprisingly, Texas State tomorrow is going to be a, a tricky game for the Batcats. Kansas on Sunday, probably the easiest. And then, yeah, either today or tomorrow going to be the toughest. But uh, Batcats, I think, should should win this event. Should come out atop, even if they maybe drop one game. But, yeah, we'll see. 3 o'clock today. That'll be fun. I'll have it on the car on the way to Cincinnati. Be able to listen to Darren Hendricks and... And the old Batcats, but hope, hoping for a 3-0 weekend. I would probably take the over today, but TBD. I, I, I don't feel as good about it as I did last Friday when hopefully everybody won some money on me telling you to bet the over in that UK game. Don't I, I would probably like the over today, but UK's bats have been a little quieter than we would have liked, so need to need to wake up. Good opportunity. You go 3-0 this week, you'll be ranked in all the polls after this week. Um, but it, I, I would settle for 2-1. and one. I think that's the goal. 2-1 and one this week and try to come away with that that championship. The coveted – what was it called? I already forgot the name. Ra- Round Rock the, Classic. The, Car- the Carbock Round Rock Classic. Great name for a bit. Great name for a baseball tournament, the Round Rock Classic. Hey, by the way, I got a 
The steak I got last night was a baseball cut. Either of you know what a baseball cut is? Because I learned last you night. Ate a baseball? Nope. Was it circular? Yeah, it was just kind of shaped like a baseball. It's simpler than a than I, I I was overthinking the whole thing. Look at the menu. I was like, the hell's a baseball cut? And then they bring it out, and it literally just looks like a baseball on your plate. So, so that means that the outside is going to be much more cooked than the inside. Correct. correct. Yeah. But it was so awesome. it, it looks like a fillet, but it's a but it's not a fillet. Well, it was like probably three three and a half inches tall, and like same around. I mean, it was literally it looked like a baseball. It was crazy. Was that a lot of inches? Would you say? Oh yeah, absolutely. For a steak, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. For a steak, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I did not know if I knew what a baseball cut was, but I think I would have probably guessed something along those lines. Well, I, I we did the thing where we were looking at the menu and we decided to Google baseball cut, and the picture came up, and we're like, okay, well, we completely overthought this whole thing. What what? Uh, how'd you get it cooked? Uh, medium, which okay. was which was perfect because, like Roush said, it is going to be more cooked on the outside since it's so thick. So the the inside was probably closer to medium rare, but man, it was good. It was so good. How how thick was it? Uh, three and a half inches, like I told you. Mm, super thick. <laughs> I'm done here. Grow up, buddy. Well, I'm. Trying to ask questions about the steak. Just want to know about baseball steaks. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! On the Spears show yesterday, Roush, they were betting preseason, summer, or spring league baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's. You want to try to get people to get off the big X as soon as possible. Start handicapping spring league baseball. I think that pitcher's pitching. He ain't gonna pitch more than an inning. I guess I'll take the over then. For what it's worth, for what it's worth, I went over two on my picks. Oh, I, really? I took the under you, and the Padres. The spring training. I took the under and the Padres. They lost fourteen to one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you all. The Spears uh, Show, noon to one. Are you all doing it today? Big win for Bellarmine last night. Yeah, huge yeah, win. Ben Johnson at the buzzer. That's his second buzzer beater, isn't it? Oh, it was a buzzer beater? I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, this one was legit at the buzzer beater, too. Uh, Good for him. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll be uh, on air. Okay. You'll, I, I would like to hear the call of that. I, I wasn't obviously listening live, but I'd like to hear Spears' game-winning call. You know, last time he had a game-winning call, he actually low-key kind of ticked me off. I texted him, I think the next day, and I was like, hey, have you seen your call for the game winner? I was like, where can I find the call for your game winner? And he just texts back, IDK. Like, Spears does that. He only texts back the one-word response. Drives me nuts. The, uh, he's, a, he's, he's an old. Yeah, I yeah, guess. I guess that's what the olds do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he also, when talking about it, he was not a fan of his call. Like, he just didn't like that way that one went. So I'm curious oh, true. Like the way that one went last yeah. night. Ben Johnson sinking the three at the buzzer uh, to get a big win. Uh, the Kentucky women's basketball team got a big win. First road win of the season, which is just wild statement to say on February 23rd. But, yeah, they went down and beat up on Mississippi State. So, well done. Well yeah, good, good, good job, good win. Uh, yeah, excited to see who the new coach is in yeah. a couple weeks. Uh, speaking of degenerate gambling, Rebel Stakes Saturday, uh, Timberlake is Brad Cox's best 
horse this year. He came in fourth in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. It's his first time out as a three-year-old. Six to five morning line favorite. Um, could be a horse that contends for the Derby, but like it's at least it's two-year-old uh, career said so. So um, we'll we'll see if this horse is a real deal or not tomorrow. Um, that's who I'll have my eye on. I do like the uh, the thirteen though. It's it's piqued my interest. Um, might, might maybe something there is a long shot. So time for truth. So I'll have my eye on. Roush always gets the horse juices flowing uh, about a month earlier than I do. So oh, dude, that, you, that's you where we're at right now. I've, I've been thinking a lot about Derby ever since I got that news earlier this week. So, Oh, my goodness gracious. It's really all I've thought about. Is that still, is that still the plan? Still the plan. It's not going to end up that way. You know it. No, I, I think it will. It's just how mad is she going to be at me that week? What if she made you have to like check in every hour? She doesn't want like that's her whole point. She doesn't want to to hear from me. She wants oh. to get away. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you missed it earlier in the week, Roush's wife told him that she's leaving him, taking the kids and getting the hell out for Derby for, weekend. For Derby weekend. Yeah. For Derby weekend, and she'll be back on uh, Sunday. Which here's just letting Roush kind of leaving Roush alone to his debauchery, the Roushery. I mean, the the other part part of this too. Typically on Sunday when we have her parents here watching the kids, I'm hungover with them. They're not going to be back until at least one o'clock, right? I mean, at the, at the earliest. Be hilarious if they just like walk through the door eight a.m. <laughs> Daddy! Yay! Oh. Man. I, I was pretty hungover this weekend after the Auburn game. And uh, it was one of those where, like, I'm just on the couch and baby's just, like, smacking my belly as I'm asleep. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm just, I'm I'm dead to the world right now. So, you know, sometimes you just got to be the hungover parent. I, I honestly, like, in my older age, you know, the Sunday scary feeling is real. A lot of people can relate to it. The drinking and then like looking at the clock and being and it's and seeing really anything after for some people, maybe anything after eleven. But for me, like anything after midnight or one where I've where I've had a couple of roush and you see that clock, that feeling is a pretty bad one of like yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No. That that's what happened to me is I looked up and it was one thirty and I'm like oh my god what am I doing like I'm and I my body could feel it too because now it's more of a like you just get tired you're not like oh I gotta cut myself off you're like no I'm exhausted this has been a long day let me let me go tuck myself in and like when you go and you close your eyes you're just like the next time I'm with it is gonna be because there's a the kid is making a noise. The kid will either be physically assaulting me or verbally assaulting me, but I'm getting what is waking me up is assault, and that's that's not fun. It's not a fun place to be. We've all been there. Uh, that has been the great thing about the the moist February and January is I haven't had a lot of those mornings, Roush. So you could say, hey, maybe you just drink in moderation and don't ever have those mornings. That's true. That's true. Scoots is uh is probably waking up fresher than ever. Well, that I feel pretty refreshed. I had a couple bubble Durbins last night while watching my John Adams, so it was like a nice like oh like 
This is tasty. It's a nice treat. I had my popcorn. I was really treating myself and I woke up feeling fine. Now the 17 beers and after Kentucky beats Auburn, like you just, sometimes you just gotta, I feel like it's about once a month for me. You really got to let the hair down and just like be an animal and then come back to earth. Scoots, are you as fresh as a flower? I am. Yeah, this was actually a topic of conversation last night at dinner. And your, your freshness? Well, so everybody keeps telling me, here's what confuses me about the whole thing. Everybody keeps telling me, and I've heard for years now, that if you drink water, you're going to feel so much better. And it's like when I really assess things and how I'm feeling, I feel good, but I've always kind of felt good, you know? I, like I don't feel overwhelmingly better than I was before I stopped drinking. So that that whole thing has me a little bit concerned. I mean, I, is that – should I have that concern? I don't – like I don't I, – I feel like everybody just over-exaggerated how much better I was going to feel. And maybe this is at the point where I'm like – it just feels like a letdown. Like I, I don't have that feeling. Maybe you should start exercising a little bit. Yeah, maybe that. that give your give, give that water something to do. Well yeah. – so I need to go to the doctor first. I need to go to the doctor before I exercise. Uh, over six hours? Huh? What? No. <laughs> no. Oh. No, I've just Wait, I've just got some you... I've got some inside stuff going on. I'm I'm almost a thousand percent positive it's my gallbladder needs taken out. I just I don't wanna I don't know. Exercise feels well, like it would put that at risk. <laughs> yeah, well then if you think you think your gallbladder needs to be taken out? I what do. the hell I do. <laughs> All right, all right, hold up, hold up. How the hell would you know? How would you have any idea if your gallbladder is hurting? So, only because I have three or four family members that have had theirs removed, and I've talked to them about the symptoms that I deal with, the symptoms that they had dealt with before they got theirs removed, and it's it's very similar. So, I don't know for certain that it's my gallbladder, but I, I'm I'm pretty well, almost 100% mm, okay. certain. Well... First things first, um, Scoots, you don't need to go to a doctor to go on some walks to make sure you can exercise, okay? <laughs> you're sitting around that station. You can go over to Seneca Park. You got three, you know, two hours to kill. Go walk around Seneca Park for an hour. You'll be you'll be happier for it. Secondly, if you think your gallbladder is an issue, quit eating fried food. Like, completely stop it. I, I, mean, more, like it's, I mean, I pretty much have at this it. point. I do love the symptoms for uh, a gallbladder attack or something wrong with the gallbladder is nauseous, gas, belching, bloating, I mean, uh, unpre- like- un- unpredictable bowel movements, which goes along with like a normal weekend yeah. what I eat. I, am I having a gallbladder attack every weekend, <laughs> every Sunday morning? Is my gallbladder out to get me? Could very well be. I feel bloated when I have 30 wings on a Saturday and six beers. Like, <laughs> it could be a gallbladder attack. It could just be your diet. Well, yeah, no, because no, my diet's been way better for the last, like, two weeks now. And out of all those symptoms you named, I, I feel like I had all those at one point, but I can contribute those to alcohol, right? And so, the really, the only one I have anymore is, like, that just bloating feeling, just feeling like they're sitting there's something sitting on top of my waist type of feeling. So, yeah. Okay, well, we want you to be healthy and happy first and foremost. Yeah. 
So you, we you, also want you to have. Uh, well, actually, do we want you to have a gallbladder, or do we not care about the gallbladder? I, what does a gallbladder even do? I, I don't need it. Get it out of there. I think it's supposed to help you uh, digest rocks. I've always been of so. the mindset. <laughs> I've always been of the mindset. If it's in my body and I don't need it, just I just take it out. If if we ever win the Powerball or the Mega Millions, that's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the doctor and I'm going to be like, take my gallbladder out, take my tonsils out. Take if there's anything else I don't need in my body that's just there for no reason, just take it out. That's uh, a dumb first thing to do. <laughs> I mean, I may I may have a night of balling out first. See, and this is this gallbladder kind of, and out. I, I I told Roman yesterday, TJ, I was like, well, to be a producer at this station, you got to be a little weird. So we're gonna have to we're gonna peel back some layers and find out. Um, did not know we had a unnecessary gallbladder in our production <laughs> studio, but um, did how's your bile, Scoots? Is your bile okay lately? What's bile? Oh, bile. come on! Everybody knows what your what your bile on, is. Your, your bile. I don't know what bile means. Would you say your bile. bile is pretty normal, or is it not very normal bile at the moment? Well, I've got to look up what bile is. It's well, the fluid that's uh, released and, and stored in your gallbladder. Bile is it's a digestive thing. So It like, breaks down you, your fats and your fatty acids. How would I know how I that is? I don't know if you... Well, because like bile is basically uh, you got a weird spit, like a weird tasting spit. Um, I mean, it's been okay. Normal, I guess. Isn't bile also, why your puke is the certain color it is? Yes, yes. That's what comes up in it. It's like the All right, Scooch, can you throw up for us? Yeah, right now? Let us know if it's yellow. Uh -huh. No. Yeah. Nope. Ooh, can you remember the last time you puked? Uh, I... Probably three weeks ago. Probably like three weeks ago for me, too. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, I used to. I went on like a... Uh, I like puked once in about twenty years, and then now I, I puke a couple times a year. That's where I feel like I'm at. Like I just I don't once every. I think it's been like one time since I've been married. So, well, and that's not alcohol related either. But no, even alcohol related. Like I never, I, I maybe did one back in college, but yeah. So that's a that's. A, Wow, that sucks. I would sometimes get like morning sickness where like nothing smell nothing, something pungent and then uh, your hormones kick in and the baby's like ah exactly and then I just bleh, bleh, bleh. I'm the same way, I'm, TJ. I do, I do the same thing. I mean, there, there's I'll be perfectly healthy, but something strikes me wrong in the morning and it's like, yep, this got to happen. I just so, need to like I need to gag really. Yep. Yeah. It sounds like Scoots does need to go to a doctor. Probably so. I mean, probably, we could all probably use going to the doctor. We could probably use going back to the Thornton's text line and finishing up the poor grab and go texter, the lone grab and go texter. Now we left one. one now there is there are two. One the second one just sent in another text, so it got buried. What should not? What give me the first three numbers? Uh, it is. Well, he may have texted again. Five one seven. Uh, five zero two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. Gotcha. Who likes trains more, Roush or Vince McMahon? Although I think Vince prefers, yeah, yeah, probably right. Vince McMahon. I don't know. Wait till you go to Entertainment Station, TJ. You're gonna be blown away. Speaking of trains, the Louis the train at the Louisville Zoo. Back, 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 back. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's not impossible. That's exciting, though. They should have never taken it away. I mean, they did have a pretty nasty derailment. 
I think it was more of a cost thing. Like, all right, now we got to fix it. Yeah. We ain't got the money to do it. Yeah, well, we'll get it back. The tra- trains are cool. Um, all right, the other morning texture that we didn't get to. The best idea is to never waste a weekend in Cincinnati. Wow. Dude, Cincinnati, no, get out of here. Cincinnati's a great weekend getaway town. Especially, like, that was a very popular pre-marriage deal for uh, Brooke and I. Because she had some friends up there we could stay with. And, man, could have a good time going out in the banks or checking out Ryan guys. That was the first place that I ever went to that had a video game bar. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I spent, like, an hour just going ham on the, the old arcade games, drinking. I was like, how cool is this? You can drink beer and play arcade games? Like, I feel like a kid, but instead of around the world, it's Bud Light, you know? Like, this is great. Yeah, I think my first encounter there was, like, probably 22 or 23 in Chicago. And, yeah, it was just like, uh, girls? Who cares about girls? I'm, yeah, like, I'm like, like, right now. Like, dude, this kicks ass. Legitimately, I think my friends had to, like, come find me and be like, hey, I think we're going to go to the next spot. Like, do you want to <laughs> keep playing arcade games or do you want to come with us? And I think I met them. I think I met them a little bit later. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we, could, we could all remember our first encounters with the video game bars. Uh, uh, great places. I guess now that's that's it for the morning textures, the grab and goes. We well, did it. Only took us uh, an hour and 25 minutes. We've got plenty more on the Thornton's text line. I, I want to get to our final break and talk about uh, the new recruiting calendar on the other side. But first, Salsa Readers this weekend. I know some of you might be observing Lent. Well, go get yourself a bean burrito or maybe a shrimp quesadilla. The shrimp quesadilla, I, I know that is TJ's go-to move. Get a little bit of that spicy salsa with it. You can't go wrong with Salsaritas, where they have the freshest ingredients. It's fast, it's convenient, and now I'm starting to drool. I can feel it in my salivary glands. It's that good. Salsaritas, so good, you can taste the difference at Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews or at their drive through location in Middletown. Download the app before you go. Salsaritas, so good. Woo! We love it. We're back for one final segment of the week of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin K. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Head on over to ShadyRays.com, polarized sunglasses. If something happens to them, they've got the replacement pair promise, a small processing fee. You get your order sent back to you. The nicest sunglasses on the planet from a company that started right here in Kentucky. Go to ShadyRays.com and know you can buy in confidence. If something happens to your sunglasses, you can get them right back. Or if you just really like them, you can get your the, the same order sent right back to you. Small processing fee. ShadyRays.com. You'll save even more money when you use the promo code Big X at checkout. Roush, you love your Shady Rays. I'm a big fan. Uh, especially when it's so nice outside. Uh, you get the, the green shades. I like, too, that they're pretty durable because my kids love to love to take them on, put them back off. 
Um, and if they do break, you've got the replacement pair promise. So make sure you're prepared for this warmer weather by putting in promo code Big X to get 40% off when you get your shades on at Shady Rays. We've got a text line to get to, but Roush, tell us how this recruiting calendar is going to change, but more importantly, why we should care. Well, the early signing period, I remember when they first established it and there was this narrative that, oh, well, this is going to be great for Kentucky because they'll get their guys before everybody. And that way people won't be able to steal them. Well, all it did was just move up signing day. Now they're doing it again. But and I, and I that's the part I can't figure out if it's going to be any better or worse. Because I think it's really like. I think it's just going to make life hell for me, right? I don't think it's actually going to change anything uh, dramatically. So instead of having it the Wednesday before Christmas, where you have a couple weeks in between the end of season, they're just going to do it the Wednesday after the season ends. I don't, from a visit standpoint, like they would usually have one weekend where some official visitors would have him, but like you didn't even really see that much anymore. So essentially what they're saying is that they're, they're really putting a, just a premium on portal players is what it is because you'll have you'll have your class pretty much – they're operating under the assumption that your class is basically done except for maybe a few guys here and there. But they're really just saying, all right, we want to get this over with because the portal is crazier and we spend more time on it in December than we do on high school. So let's just focus all of our energy, effort, and resources into that. And I think that – not only has to do with uh, retention, but also getting new players. Um, so really what it's going to come down to is December is just going to be all portal and high school is going to be wrapped up before that. Is that better? Probably. Um, but I, they also kicked around the idea of having a signing period in August. So kind of like basketball where you would have multiple and – well, I don't think that's the worst idea because a lot of kids commit by then anyway. I do feel like there's significantly more unintended consequences if you add a second period in the summer um, because you you might get some schools that are just like, oh, well, like like that they mess up because they oversign in August instead of letting the whole entire process play out. But you would definitely have that happen. And then you would have people signing to places and then those schools would have bad seasons or it'd be, and those things can happen regardless of where the signing period is too. But yeah, I don't know if I, Hey, you haven't been in the classroom for your senior year, but you need to tell us where you're pledging to go to college. I think that's, a, that'd be a little much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least like the, the biggest thing, uh, like, because I there's a lot of people that just lament the days of old when signing day was in February, uh, but you can't really go back to that because so many kids now enroll early. So this is their way of compromise, and can it work? Maybe. Yeah, like, and I, 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 it's it's at least worth a shot because um, that's essentially what they were saying is they wanted to do a two three year trial balloon sort of deal. Um, to see how it goes, they think this can be better, um, and you know what it it might it might be for all of us. But I, you know, I'm I still always just feel bad because how much attention are these kids even really going to get 
when you're just shoehorning the signing day in, right? Like from a media perspective on how we can highlight it, how we can talk about these kids, four days after the end of the season is a quick turnaround. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very quick turnaround. Yeah, that's, that is ah, well, will be fun. And you'll be able to experience it running your own program in the new NCAA football video game. Yeah. But Roush, everybody was talking about that yesterday. Why was that? They they came out with something else. The um, Mitch Barnhart had a tweet. Yeah, yesterday was the day that they sent out all the nil contracts to all the kids. They basically wanted this in their rollout. This was going to be a, a big step in that. I did think it was funny. They're like, "Wow, NCAA is going to have all 134 teams," and you're like, "Well, yeah, uh, duh." <laughs> imagine being the team not in there it was like back in the day where you couldn't play with mj like michael oh, jordan yeah. wasn't in the video games you well, know well apparently it was it was notre dame was the last holdout right that's what i had Crap. heard wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if that were the case just don't put notre dame in the game i, I actually would like that i would be more likely to buy the game if notre dame wasn't in it as a matter of second notre dame yeah second notre dame uh but yeah that that's it is the same people on my timeline. I like these people. It's the same people on my timeline. That video game will have a fart, and they'll be like, ah, it's coming. It's coming. It's like, yeah, I heard you the first 16 times. I, I know. You're excited about the video game. And I get it. People should have things that they're excited about. But can we wait till we have like somebody actually that has played the game and then like, yeah, guys, it's, it's just as you remember it. At least yesterday was um, – oh, you just got more details about it, how it would work. Uh, you know, Chris Fowler and Herbie, you're getting the ESPN A team. I thought it was weird they're pulling David Pollock out of retirement or whatever he's been doing since he got fired uh, or laid off by ESPN. He's going to be on the game. Um, but also, are they, they going to have like Darren Rovell just uh, tweeting out stupid things that nobody cares about? Probably. Um, I. Uh, I also love that, like, it was a talking point of $600. Is that enough? Is that too much? And I'm like, dude, college kid, 600 bucks is uh, that's a nice little paycheck. Well, and you're in a like, video game. How freaking cool is that? You can plug your disc in your PlayStation and sit there and play as yourself. That is awesome. Right. Like, a lot of those kids would do that for free. Yeah. But they're getting a game and 600 bucks. Like, yeah. So I'll sign, sign up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you could make the case with how much money this video game's going to make, but how many people are on a team getting the the six hundred dollars? Eighty five, all FBS oh, players, eighty scholarship players. And you said there's one hundred and thirty four teams. Yes. So that's eleven thousand three hundred and ninety people, and eleven three ninety times six hundred is going to make for. Uh, Basically $6.9 million from EA Sports yeah. out to and the kids. I heard the other reason why they made it $600, too, is they won't get $10.99 for it. Like, that's like Oh, that. yeah. So you're getting tax-free income. Well, I, you know, for some people, it definitely should be more. For some people, they're getting a, an absolute free $600. The people that it should probably get more money for it, one, I think some of them are. Like, Milrose, one of them. Uh, yeah. And two, I promise you people, you good freedom fighters out there, those folks aren't hurting for money as is. It's not like they're not going to be able 
to get a meal on their table because EA Sports is only paying them $600. Um, they are giving people more free money than they're stealing, I would imagine. Well, from, from and, and there's going to be additional opportunities to gain money as well, whether that's like promoting the game on your social medias, just stuff like that. So that's what I was reading yeah. anyway. Yeah, so it'll be fine. Uh, but I'll, I'll get excited about it once like it's out. Like once we've seen or heard or people have played the games, and ideally once I could play the game, but most people don't won't care. You know, the funny thing about it is there's never been a product where people care so little about the actual quality of the product. Like nobody's like the gameplay better be good. People just want to play Dynasty again. They want to yeah. they want to be able to have their favorite teams play in their stadiums and like run their programs with their friends and play dynasty or yeah. by themselves whatever it may be. But that like, people the, don't care about how the gameplay is going to be. That's the funny part about all this. I just uh, the the part of this that could be fun is like how intricate are they going to get in that because there is so much more to college football now and recruiting because because you're right that that's the that's why we play, right? You want to you want to take your team to win a national title. But how much is nil going to play? Like, what are the features there? What are the hidden little features there? That that's the part that they could either really make or break this game. Is how how all in do they go with nil transfer portal signing, like all that stuff? Like, because it can be great or it can be terrible, <laughs> right? There, but like, there's there's it's hard to find the in between there. Well, just make sure they the video game has the the Governor's Cup stand in Lexington. If they want it to be realistic, well, they're gonna have the coal whistle. Toot toot. Love that. I would love to have, have Gro- I'd love to have Grove Street, but they're probably not gonna do that. Yeah, I think it's just tr- licensing trademark mm-hmm. deal. They because um, the the music is like an intro or something. I don't I don't know, but yeah, I'm. I think. I, one thing I did like, though, of the old games, they didn't do soundtrack. It was just fight songs. Yeah. Just get, yeah you, gets, you, gets you fired up for the – gets you in the mood. Oh, and they're, they're going to have the law and order thing when there's a penalty, too. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, sure. there's, yeah, I mean, there's five or six different features they're going to have just for Kentucky. Is U of L, are they going to have, like, a drunk fan in the stands with a line beard yelling, at, like, throwing maybe some, throwing something onto the field? I can guarantee you will see all three stripes. you think mike rutherford's having fun at disney world probably not (laughs) you know how many kids are there probably not i just think about all the sickness going around at that place and poor mike he's just the family's just getting better their immune (laughs) system's just improving and then they're going to go to probably the sickest place on on the planet Hope they're having fun, though. Let's get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I think we finished yesterday, didn't we? Uh, we, got we got close. Hmm, that only counts in horse grenades. Yep, no horse grenades today. A texter says, Reed has to be the worst offender to lead a team in steals in the history of basketball. But at least he's doing, you know, at least he has something. Like, it, it, it he's not a great on-the-ball defender, but... Well, the thing is, though, is I think he's better on the ball than he is off the ball. Off the regard, ball, I mean, he's not a great on the ball defender. He's not great off the ball. He's got he's got plenty of room to improve there. But at least he brings something to the table. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It. The. It's just the getting some of the lack of sense of awareness with some of these guys. I'm just like, what? You don't. They're young. They, yeah. they need to get old fast. But they're they're 
Some of it can be excused away, but only to a certain point. Auburn, though, you see the journey about it. Last night stunk, frustrating, but all we can do is move on to Saturday. You're right. Is that one radio dude that everyone has an opinion about for real? He makes everything about him. I just read a tweet where he said he was fine with Cal's trash talk after the Auburn win. What? Which? What? He's fine with it. He wasn't basking in the sunshine of that win. Fine with our coach talking trash after a win. What does that even mean? This fan base is in the worst. Is the worst sometimes. It affects the team when we're this negative. So that's no, it does not. It does not stop. Like that. That's the part of all of this. It's like. Yes, people have takes after your coach does something. And, like, it, is it a little bit much sometimes? Sure. But, like, that's uh, – some of this stuff, it's it's like this is what you do. You talk about the games. You talk about what happened in them. You talk about the press conference afterwards and how the coach broke down the game. Like I, And, and Texter, you know, I, I don't think, like, a super negative fan base helps anything – but to your logic, would a really supportive fan like there are there's a portion of this fan base that is has always and will always be incredibly supportive, like over the top. I mean, they're just butt slappers. And they're and every fan base has people like that, and every fan base should. But like, would that suggest that those people are making things better? That's why I don't buy into it, is because there are people that are just blindly supportive 24-7 and they are there to combat the negativity. Does that equal it out? Does you know one outweigh the other? If everybody is super positive, does that mean does that translate into wins? And you may be no. thinking, yes, it absolutely does. But no, no I mean, it, it does it, not. You, like that's good feelings, and good feelings can only take you so far. You still have to go out there and execute. And this, like the the reason the players aren't grabbing some of those 50-50 balls isn't because somebody said something nasty online. It's just it isn't. Right. Um, right. It's the reality of it. We need the team to be playing better. That being said, some of the media members, and, and this is kind of the gross part of the business, is it's just so personal to them that like they're not wrong in that this is not as fun as when Kentucky's rocking and rolling. Yes, everybody agrees with that. But it's just some of the people it's coming from, it's like, ah, but did you did you want this? Did you like in a weird way, did you want this because of your personal relationship? And there's multiple, and and some of that falls back on Cal. He doesn't have to be feuding and and be oil and water with every media member necessarily. So some of that is on Cal's fault. But that's why when you like some of the voices that you hear when they start to turn negative, it's like oh ooh uh oh, and then some of them you're just like yeah well you've you've wanted this for a while. So it can vary amongst media members. Um, but it's just you know if you win, if you you, you could shut them all up by winning. You yep. easily could, and that's on Cal. He hasn't been able to do it enough. And even when you you think you've turned a corner and you beat Auburn and you go out there and you talk your trash, you, you can't follow it up with a heartbreaking loss. I mean, again, winning cures everything. He hasn't done enough of it over the last few years. Nope, has not done enough of it. Needs more of it as soon as possible. <laughs> the worst part of all of these losses this season is I believe we had at least – a six-plus point lead in the second half of seven of eight of those losses. That was a stat that – who was it? Did Dylan Bauer tweet that out? Who tweeted that out? I saw that. What was the – what tweet was it? What's that? Kentucky said a six-plus point lead in seven of the eight oh. losses. Yeah, that, that was making – I mean, that's just ah, – that's frustrating. On the, on the one hand, like, maybe this could turn into something. On the other hand, 
figure it out. Stop blowing games, which is just what they're doing. Uh, somebody sends in a tweet about uh, Angel Reese and Jay playing yeah, horse that, before the game. That, it was a creepy tweet or message they were sending. The worst part of all these losses this season is I believe we – oh, yeah, there we go. So Nick's good with Cal yelling at fans. Yeah, if if Kentucky got stormed if, – if when LSU stormed the court, if Cal was being escorted off and he's trash-talking them, yes, I would love that. I would think that would be embarrassing for a 63-year-old man to tell a fan that he's going to knock him out. I want Rick Pitino – I want coaches flipping off fans while they're leaving the arena – I want like I, I love all the theatrics of college basketball. So I mean, you yeah. can you can be passionate and not do that stuff though, right? Yes, but I like that stuff. It's more fun. I mean, I, I don't mind trash talk, but when you lose a game and you're threatening to knock out a fan because he's celebrating his team winning, a student no less, and it's just a bad look. Just not a good look. But we can agree to disagree on that. Oh, oh yeah, it isn't a great look on his part. But like, I I love it. Like, I want. I love fights. I love like I love all of the other stuff. Like so, yes, I'm 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 in the minority in that part. But I'm also like I love Patino telling Quinn Slazinski that he's going to chop him up into pieces and send him back to where he came from. Like that's hilarious. I I love that you love it. <laughs> Dilly owns up to running away from the ball and his man tipping it in at the end of the game, and he says, "I gave a little bit on the last play. It was definitely on me. A lot of bit actually." Uh, Dillingham's not afraid to kind of ad- admit his own shortcomings from time to time. I like that. I like that he's aware of it. I like that these losses are eating at him. Uh, that's good. It should be at everybody. And not to say that it's not, it very well could be. But good on Dillingham for showcasing it, I mean, expressing it, and just fix it. Just fix it. Play better defensively. You don't have to just turn it up a few notches, and then we're ready to roll. I also read zero. If you watch that interview, like it was the most like, it was not great. Like I'm not. I'm taking zero things away from that. Um, although there is some like, wh- why were you leaking out, Rob? Like, there's no. You didn't need to go back to the other end to score. I mean, there, right? it, like it, you know, and there's a bigger issue that we're talking about three different players on that possession that are just like really. I mean, uh, Reed, you can yeah. kind of excuse away, but two. I mean, two or three players on the last possession that are just not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and what happens? You lose. Like that. Yeah. It, it is. It will cost you games. We and know a, that by now. And Adu, meanwhile, he's just like, I'm getting the ball no matter what. Except he, like you know, except, except he did, except like they did block the shot and there was, it was just unfortunate kind of the way that it went right back he into his hands. It, but. He blocked it so good that it just went right back to him. Like it was a two-handed volleyball just right back to him. Hey, UK fans, I'll make you feel a little bit better knowing though that if it had been blocked out of bounds, you would have been you, you we would have probably lost on just a BS fade away, fall away, point six seconds three. Uh, so either way, our hearts were getting ra- ripped out most likely. Of course, I'm being facetious, but it, we do feel like bad luck, Brian, more times than we should. A few people have mentioned this, but Wednesday's night isn't the issue. The issue is going zero and three against Tennessee, Florida, and Gonzaga at home. Go two and one, and then like you should have, and the LSU loss can be written off as life on the road. Oh yep. yeah, agree mm-hmm. with all that. Oh yeah, uh, might be Captain Hindsight, but it feels like Cal was always a possession or two late, calling a timeout to stop a run. How do you let it go from sixteen to two before a timeout? Even more frustrating, given that we've been very good offensively out of timeouts this year. Caught one at six or eight and set up a shot for Reader Reeves. Yeah, in I. I feel like he did that at Auburn, where he was really ahead of it, but there was he was definitely like a possession or two late in that run to start the second half. 
this is as somebody that has watched Cal for a very, very long time. He has mental gymnastics on calling timeouts. He does not want to do it. He wants to do the old Roy Williams. He does not want to call a timeout. He wants his guys to figure it out. He wants his guys to play through. But sometimes Cal has this issue as a coach where he'll – it's almost like he, he wants to think it – to creation he wants to wish it to existence it's, it's he, the steve carell of the office like if i just think it just right and it it's just- because he wants other teams to not call timeouts when his team's running he wants like he wants the flow of the game to just be basketball i you've got your five and i've got my five and I, my five's better than your five and let's just go out there and play it out and when he is when he does call that timeout just know every time he does that in his mind, he's having an internal struggle of, I don't want to do this. And I think sometimes that little guy on his shoulder wins out longer than it should. He knows when his team is starting to melt. I think he's got this false sense of they're going to figure it out because I've got the better five than this other team. And it's just with this group, it's the last thing you can do. This group, they can they can they're they can be a turtle and they can get in their shell and they can just let the other team go on a barrage before they even poke their head out and realize what's going on out there. You've got to use your timeouts with this group in the second that you think you see things going the wrong way. And that could be a good job for an assistant or even a Tyler Eulis of like, uh-oh, I just saw him put his head down and Adu was just pointing at Ugana after that defensive series. They're all, they're not on the same page. We got to – timeout, timeout, timeout. That, they got to do it instantly. Cal can't have these internal struggles. He's like, don't, don't let your ego get the best of you. These guys may not be able to figure it out. They may not be able to play it out. So use those timeouts. And if we get caught in a situation, Roush, where it's like, uh-oh, three minutes to go in UK, zero timeouts, if it happens multiple games, that'll be an issue. But if it happens one game, I'm going to let it fly. I'm not going to care. I'm going to be like, you know what? At least they used the timeouts. At least they were trying. And we got caught with our pants down, and it could be a little Coach K 98 situation against UK um, where you need those timeouts. But use them. Use them. Use them. I'm not going to care if one game you end up burning all of them and it could cost you or hurt you late in the game. But this is a team you can't do that with. But good text into the show. Um, um, we need to talk more about the Bama game, but I just there was some wrecks for Cincinnati, TJ, um, that they sent you. And I would just echo that uh, Ron Geis would be like plenty of room for the little one to run around. But they said that the FaceTime, the baby monitor trick works. It's actually worked. So go ahead. Give it a try. You can do it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good. That's good. It's good to know. Uh, we, we 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 may have to. I, I wouldn't want to make a habit of that because I I don't know. I just feel kind of bad, like a bad parent. But I, I no, think no, it would yeah, work. Don't, I mean, don't feel like a bad parent. Like the logic the logic checks out. Yeah, yeah, you're good. You got this. Is Kentucky going to have this against Alabama? Like I I can very well see this game being a Mark Sears Antonio Reeves or Mark Sears Rob Dillingham just getting to a who could score more points contest because. I mean, yes, Reed will probably pick his pocket a couple of times, but like that guy's going to score some points. What do you? What do we think their point totals are going to be for both Reeves and Sears? They got to be in the twenty plus. Yeah, I think Reeves will probably be like twenty, maybe 20 and twenty and a half, half or twenty one, and then Sears probably be like twenty one and a half, yeah. twenty two maybe. I just it feels like Sears is going to get his. Which Here's whenever the there's a case like that, I'm always like, well, then just make everybody else like shut everybody else down. Let it be the Mark Sears show. Don't let the other guys get cooking. Here's the game, guys. Like Adu, 
get to know Grant Nelson. Grant Nelson, get to know Adu. Grant Nelson's going to be the sneaky SOB where at the end of the game, he has 21 and 12 or 13. And you're like, well, there, there, there. A dude who averages 12 points is, is double his average or 10 over his average. I agree. Sears is a really, really good player. He's going to get his. He's going to score his. He's going to be able to get to the rim, and he's going to be able to step back and knock down some threes as well. He's over a 42% three-point shooter. He, just, you know, give a great effort on him. DJ, go get him. Uh, you know, Reed, if you if you want to try. Antonio, have a little head-to-head SEC player of the year. Let's see. Throw a few different bodies on him. Make him work. That's all right. He's going to have a big game. Don't let some of these other goobers just totally annihilate you. That's where the game will be won or lost. What the role players do for Alabama. Make them be role players. Don't let them be superstars. You do those things. Kentucky, get we get a fun Saturday Rupp Arena, which UK fans have been just begging for a win in these great atmospheres. Few and far between. I think it'll too be far, too far between. Right, right. It, I, I do wonder too. Like it's it's one of those things where you get all of the like. Does the anger from the loss actually amplify Rupp? Right. Like, is it actually Rupp's going to be amazing Saturday? Yeah. And yeah. guess what? If Kentucky goes out there and they lay an egg, they're going to be angry on Saturday too, and understandably and rightfully so. These kids are getting paid. The effort needs to be there. This group is really good. These fans have been patient. The fans have been probably the best year for the UK fan base, if you ask me. Some have been over the top and miserable, and they've always been over the top and miserable. But people have bought into like, hey, we like these kids. They're not perfect, and they're making a bunch of mistakes, but they're fun to watch. We're in. They're going to be bringing the energy on Saturday. The team needs to follow suit. Let's get a blowout win. Would that kill anybody? I mean, you beat out Auburn by double digits. That was fun. Let's just have another fun Saturday like last week. Please. Let's own the state of Alabama in basketball like UK should. And here's here's something, too, TJ, that we all need to tell ourselves before the game. We don't need grandiose takes about the Kentucky defense after this performance. Like that, Alabama's going to score, right? This game is – a lot of it is can Kentucky – can Kentucky get back to that, right? Like – I. Because I wonder how much of the emphasis on the defense the last three games has just slowed down the tempo for him. But like th- this should be a game where the Kentucky that gets out and runs and shoots and makes you know 11, 12 threes a game, like that. That's how you win this game, right? You you let your guys get cooking from behind the three point line. You get going. Um, what's the lowest total you would take the like? When, when do you stop taking the over? Like one eighty eight. Feels like this game is going to be just points, points of Palooza. It should be. Um, what I, yeah, I mean, the grandiose takes defensively. If UK has a good defensive game, I'll be, I'll buy into that. Um, it, but more so, the loose ball stuff, the energy plays, the 50 50 stuff. That's, that's, fans see that, and we're yeah. going to be watching it. You do that stuff, you, you don't give up stupid rebounds where you're ball watching. You play good defense for 20 seconds. They throw up a desperation shot, and all you all are just watching, and then three Alabama players come and jump in front of you. I think the Cats do what they need to do. Get yeah. a 102 to 93 win over Alabama. A good feeling Saturday. We need it. I think they're ticked off. I, I think lesson learned against LSU, and they come back and they get a win. Yeah, 97-90, Cats. Cats get right, Scoots. They're going to do it. I I do, too, think the Cats get right. However, I think it's going to be a little lower scoring than you all are projecting. I've got Kentucky 86-80. What's the spread going to be, Scoots? Uh, I think Alabama's going to be favored, strangely enough. I think maybe one and a half. 
Okay. I think I think it'll be UK one and a half, but I, I wouldn't be Ooh. shocked if it if it goes off near a pick 'em. I, I I think Kentucky will be a two point favorite when it goes off, but give me okay. th- that's my final well, guess. Well, UK we're, we're two point favorite a tip off. No 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 opening lines only because we're going oh. off Vegas. Opening line, I'll go one and a half UK point favorite off the okay. off the get go. Everybody have a great Friday. Be safe. I may Enjoy do a live. Cincinnati. I may do a live today and finish this text line before I head off to Cincinnati. So be on the lookout for that. You'll have scoots on the Spears show at noon. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Go Cats. Be safe. Have fun. Bye.